Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. <laughs> this is our first, first fall event. I, I'm so bummed that the combination of things occurred, which always seems to freaking happen, Yes, I'm not sure I know. how to get over this, but um, that it's I can't karma. go. What, what, what have you done? Huh? It's, it's karma. karma. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need the karma gods to go. Yeah. <laughs> The Modern Jeepers Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Matson from Medical Care, and welcome to episode number 139 of The Modern Jeepers Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. While Jesse and Corey are buried up to their greasy overalls and cool SEMA builds, I am back at Metal Cloak HQ, having just recovered from the Roro. We start this week's episode chatting about the Roro, what it was like for me, and how I got me and my family through it. Then we dive deep into Hump and Bump, SEMA, and Death Valley, pretty much everything on Corey and Jesse's busy, busy schedule. And finally, the moment you have all been waiting for, we randomly choose the winner of this year's $5,000 and more giveaway. By the way, if you're listening and wonder what the F are these guys doing, you can see the full video in all its glory at youtube.com slash modern jeeper, where you can subscribe and have a chance to be a part of our ongoing giveaways. We always love to hear from you, so please send us comments or suggestions and take a moment to give us five stars in your favorite podcast player. As always, we are extremely grateful to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. So sit back, relax for the cold one, and enjoy episode number 139 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, it's Madsen from Metal Cloak here, and, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. How's it going? Good, good. Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You, you guys are, you switched on me because yeah, you know, we're, we're sitting together. Yeah, yeah, we are. Actually, yeah. we're upside down and backwards. Upside down and backwards. Uh, yes. uh, you know, that actually works with my head right now. Yeah. Uh, for, for all of our friends out there, an interest in full disclosure, um, I've been a little off this last week. One of the things, a couple of things happened last week where we did not do a podcast. And one of them was because I famously had the Roro. Um, and I wanted to take a minute to talk about that before we dive into a bunch of other stuff, because, yeah, we're pretty, uh, blessed around here to have some good people that I work with and, um, and able to one, be gone for a week and know that the, the team and everybody do well, but I will say, and I'm just going to get a little, uh, a little personal here. Um, I found out I had the, the COVID on 
Saturday, which was the, whatever the hell the date of that was. 20 something. Uh, the 20 something. Yeah. The 23rd. Um, I had a slight fever and I'd already had a cough for a few days and I had a slight fever. So and I, I went ahead and did the test at home test. Uh, Abbott labs has made a hell of a lot of money because I bought like 10 of the freaking test boxes just to make sure everybody can get tested in the family, et cetera, et cetera. Test positive. And on Sunday, um, I got a hold of ivermectin, um, the human form tablets at six milligrams of Talibet. And I got a hold of um, z packs which were, um, I think, the big game changer for me. I know that immediately doing that, ivermectin for, actually, I did ivermectin for eight days just because I could. And I did the Z-Pack, of course, for five days. That was Sunday I started. Um, I never felt, I did not have a lot of the symptoms other people had. For some reason, I lost my appetite, but I did not really lose my taste. I... Uh, never had a big spiking fever, right? You hear about somebody has 103 degree fever for four days, three days, whatever. I never had that. I would go in and out of it every day. I would go from being Mm -hmm. perfectly normal at 98.5 to suddenly having the chills to then having a hundred point eight degree fever and then going, then being normal. Back down. Yeah. Back down. You know, that sounds it's, it's so interesting to me because it sounds so similar to what we had in 2019 when Jesse and I were here at SEMA. Uh, we had left here. We went to Sand Hollow. We wheeled for a couple of days and something something just wasn't quite right. And it's funny that you mentioned the Z-Pack. How come you took the Z-Pack? So for the me, the Z-Pack was the prevention of it becoming an infection in the lungs. We do have a, a local doctor up here who um, who came up with he's uh, came up with a um, a protocol, and part of that protocol was the Z pack along with the ivermectin, as well as zinc, um, you know, elemental zinc. Which, by the way, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, D three and of course lots of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. The Z pack specifically designed to keep the lungs from becoming an infection. Um, Since I was already in the lungs, it was part of the challenge I was facing because I was already having a bronchial cough and I still have a bronchial cough today and I'll probably have it for another couple of weeks from what I understand. Mm -hmm. In fact, I got prescribed uh, albuterol or whatever it is, the the little, Mm -hmm. just the little breather. um, And just so I can, when I do get into a coughing fit, which happens at home a lot, Yep. But so far hasn't really happened today at the office. So maybe huh. there's Pets, something maybe it's better, better in the air here. Right. You mm-hmm. know, plus more working to do and not as much sitting. Well, around. You know, it's it. We, we had a, I had actually a Z pack left over from when I was down in Baja and we ended up taking that on the end of us being sick in 2019. And I remember how much better I felt and I only had a three day. So it was just a three day pack. I took one, I gave Jesse one. The next day I felt so much better. I told her, I'm going to give you the other one and I'll just go to my doctor and I'll get some more. And I'll never forget my, the people in Montrose, Colorado were like, nope, sorry, it doesn't do anything. It's not helping you. I'm like, Mm. no, you don't understand. It made a huge difference for me. And they were like, we don't care. We don't care what makes a difference. We don't know what's wrong with you. Go get your, your lungs x-rayed and be on your way. And it was just interesting to me mm-hmm. um, how much that helped and how much it continues. I hear people taking a Z-Pack and it does help them. 
even though, well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, so. right? Well, none of this is supposed to help anyway, right? I mean, right. Ivermectin is not supposed to help. I did finally on Wednesday um, because I had the continuous cough and I was concerned about that, right? And I will say that I was monitoring my oxygen levels from day one. I got a little finger oxygen checker, right? 50 bucks down at CVS. I'm monitoring my oxygen levels. And I got a hold of an oxygen concentrator. So I was every day sitting down because my oxygen levels were between 91 and 93 um, when I was doing the testing. So every day I was sitting down and just breathing pure oxygen just to keep those oxygen levels at about 96 to 97. Thankfully, I didn't have to do a heavy crank up on it, right? Like the, the oxygen concentrator has from one to 10 as far as the flow rate. That was about a four was keeping me at about 97. So that was not bad at all. And then I never really was in that position where I was really sucking for oxygen. But it was the big concern for me right. was the, the lungs going because at that some point you do end up going into a hospital going, I can't breathe. Right. And once you're in the system, you're mm -hmm. in the system. You're caught up yep. in there. I just spoke to uh, a gentleman um, today who got who did the same thing happen to him. He actually was in the eighties. He had to go in, he couldn't breathe and he went into the hospital, but he signed himself out and with an, but had them give him an oxygen tank. Right. So that all he wanted was an oxygen tank, but he didn't want to stay in the hospital. So he was smart enough not to get caught up in the system, get put on a respirator or whatever. Right. And ventilator. then you have to go through their system and ventilator. So I had already been, uh, but I was doing the, the, Ivermectin. I did go to my doctor on Wednesday with the idea that if, is there something else I can do? And the doctor I have is a, is a functional med medicine doctor. Functional medicine doctors are ones that look at the baseline of everything for a cause, not just treat the symptoms. Let's figure out what's really going on. In their case, their recommendation is to do the monoclonal antibody. But what they do is they'll, they will test you, confirm the test, and then put an order in at the local hospital for you to go in and get the monoclonal antibody. You still have to go in through the procedure of the hospital stuff to inform them you have COVID. still have to follow the procedures, but then all you're doing is getting that essentially outpatient IV of the monoclonal antibodies, and you go. Now, the interesting thing about the monoclonal antibodies that I, I didn't really fully understand the purpose of them and what they are designed to do is to stop COVID from going into the lungs. Oh. The thought process is, it's, is that if we can do one thing, we can stop it from going into the lungs, it will, it will speed up the healing process and it will never be a bad situation. Mine was already in my lungs. Right. So the thought was, well, it can help speed up the process of healing. Okay. That was on Wednesday afternoon when I went in. And it was very strange going to my doctor's office because I, it's a little private office. I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting for them. They come out and they have me walk through like the servant's entrance, right? I'd go from the side. And as I walked towards the side, he handed me like the full get up. So I'm, I'm putting on this plastic suited get up front and strapping around my back. Had to put gloves on and an N95 mask. Right. And I'm, I'm already, by the way, one thing about it for COVID for me is it just, it causes me to sweat all the time mm -hmm. and it still causes me to sweat. Um, but I had to go in there in this thing, I'm sweating up the storm, like uh, inside waiting around for them and then do the whole, the whole big deal in the test. But I never went in for the monoclonal antibodies because by Thursday using again, that's day five, the five of the Z pack doing the ivermectin. I woke up and I was like, 
yeah, I still got a cough, but actually I, for the first time I felt mentally clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I had turned the corner. And so everything was, was feeling better by, by Thursday. Well, for our, for our listeners, and um, I'm sure by now after, you know, uh, we're almost uh, 150 episodes deep that have been listening to Manson and I ramble for all these episodes. Um, Manson and I have a very good um, banter back and forth when we communicate with each other on off days. Typically, I'll have an idea. I'll send him a, a text or something and, and he'll get right back to me. And it's it's kind of a. A, a little bit of a give and take and, and he'll have, he'll give me his perspective. And I then kind of back up and go, Oh yeah, that's, that's uh, I, I will get spun out in a certain direction. And it was funny last week because we were in Mesquite. We're getting ready for hump and bump and SEMA and everything else. And literally guys, I would send a, a text to Matson and his response was okay. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I told Jesse, I'm like, wow. He must really feel he he must not be doing very well because I got I got okay back like there was no other hey but let's think about this too it was all right, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah okay. whatever you want this week Corey it's all you buddy <laughs> everybody everybody take advantage of me next last week is that <laughs> but you're right I I didn't feel like thinking in some cases and it's a weird, weird thing to do plus I was at home all the kids were home from school we couldn't send them to school. The wife wasn't feeling good, everything, right? It was a interesting, interesting time. And I, and I, God bless my wife for putting up with me because I think she laid down the law. What was it? Two years ago was the tumor um, and the head cert tumor. July, it was the, um, you know, the Achilles. And I've been dealing with that for the last six months or whatever. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, um, and then, uh, then this came along. And so, Although I mean, our household pretty much was, I think probably everybody was positive, right? I'm sure it was. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. We're all, we're yeah, all just, yeah. you know, babies one, ba- everybody's manifesting it differently. The baby's just one giant face of snot. Jack's <laughs> coughing. Josh uh, yeah, is like, you know, Iron Man. Nothing's going on to him, but he's still hanging out, right? Uh, Luis is having the one to manage everything while this is going on. And um, and yeah, my head was just spun out. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Sometimes it would it, literally the motivation factor. And for people who know me, usually motivation factor is not a thing. I would lay down and be like, okay, I absolutely have to go do this, this, and this. And it would take me 20 minutes to figure out that I actually have to go do this, this, and this. And like it, it, the motivation to get to go and move was, was horrific. I didn't yeah. want to do anything. I didn't, I, I didn't want to try. And I'm, I was on email all week. I was on, I was doing work all week. I was still working from home, still trying to guide my guys, still trying to make sure everything was going good. Um, and it, I, I didn't want to do anything. Um, and it was, and the biggest thing for me also still that I have is pain in my body. I literally um, feel like I aged 10 years. Like my joints feel like I'm, I'm like an 80 year old man now. It just, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. You and still need to get some rest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you still yeah. gotta, you still gotta. And you know, I, I think there was a long, there was quite a long lasting effect. Um, afterwards. Afterwards. It was, it was a few months before we ever felt like we were back on top of our game. And, um, and I don't know, I, you know, I think that the environment is playing a lot into all of us. I think that uh, we're not, we're around a lot of people and everybody it's, it's taken a little bit off of everybody, I think, even if they haven't been sick, if they 
are still, you know, active and been healthy, I still feel like there's been this, this edge taken off. And I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I, as much as people still want to be active and be outside and be at these events, you can still sense this, this feeling of a little bit, I don't know if I'm going to call it oppression or suppression, or just maybe it's the anxiety of what's going on in our world. I, I don't know. Um, but I know that everybody seems a little bit, just a little off and, and a little, little worn out, a little worn out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Well, speaking of which, um, I, I, you know, enough about me and it's, I just want everybody to know what I was going through and, uh, my experience and how I handled it. And, um, you know, back, I came back in the office today, I actually tested negative on Sunday, um, and, uh, decided to keep out another day just because, well, you know, I had, somebody had to stay home and defend all the candy, candy that was gathered with, right. By, yeah. by the way, by the way, I don't know, you know, it, I have three kids who are all, and we did both a trunk or treat at our local church. Um, and we did our neighborhood equal halls of candy, both times I've got, each one of them has a paper bag, a grocery bag, half full. Oh. Now, our kids do not eat a lot of candy and there's, and especially Jack who can't handle it. Cause he goes just wacko crazy. <laughs> um, so I, and I'll admit this on air, like the candy we were giving away in our bowl was the candy that I had saved from previous last year's haul. Like literally, I mean, and we were talking like big bags, like our neighborhood gives away big candy, right? It was last year's haul. And I'm, I'm sorry, but they, it was perfectly fine. The stuff has a shelf life of like 20 years. Yeah, um, right. And that, and that was just from last year's haul. I don't know what stuff. I'm going to do with all this. Candy. <laughs> I, I don't know what we're going to, the kids aren't going to eat it. They'll have like five more pieces and then it's going to go hit, get hidden away. I'm well, like, I feel sorry for the our you know our our podcast winner. He may end up with a big bag of candy. I, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a freaking great idea. I'm gonna. I, what I'll do is I'll bring the bags. Actually, I'm gonna just I'll bring them in. I'll just have the sales department or shipping department just start throwing randomly throwing candy into orders. Right there, you go. <laughs> just to get rid of it all. All right. Speaking of which, guys, yes, this is the episode. So later on, we're going to talk about a few more things. And then later on, we will go through and choose our winner of the $5,000 plus giveaway. But before we do that, let's talk SEMA because that's where you guys are at. This is where we are. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and we so so we left we left Colorado. There was a big storm coming through. We were getting ready for hump and bump. So we actually got in front of the storm. We got into Mesquite. And uh, over the years, I've spent a lot of time in Mesquite, but I've never really explored Mesquite. Um, and it turns out there are a ton of trails around Mesquite. So wow. we did some exploring. We did some digging. We did some research while we were there because, again, like most of us Jeepers, we're, it's pretty hard to just sit. What are we going to sit in a motel room and go, well, what day is it now? Um, so there's actually a couple of trails outside of Mesquite and we'll share those with our, our readers and listeners, uh, in the coming days as we put together some stories and you never know, there might be even an adventure worthy of the Northern Las Vegas Mesquite area. Yes. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of, of land out there and, um, it's really cool. 
there's a um, a couple of uh, the the Black Rock Mountain area and Elbow Canyon, which you'll see some pictures uh, coming up probably still this week of Elbow Canyon. Um, amazing, amazing. I, who would have thought in the middle of the desert there's these crazy rock trails and scene scenery that you just you, you just kind of you go really is that is that mesquite that we can see 30 miles in the distance from the top of this 7500 foot rock mountain wow yeah wow. yeah yeah it was surprising very very surprising yeah there's there's lots of cool stuff out there so so we had a day of that we had some um we had an you know i'm i'm anal about maintenance and things like that on the gladiator uh we we got down here and I'm, I'm I'm the tires were a little out of balance and it was going to bug me the whole time so in mesquite <laughs> on a sunday i thought well walmart is the only tire place open but surely it'll be fine i'll just take it to walmart they'll do a balance and rotate mm. two and a half hours later well after the first hour of me waiting they came to me and they said well we can't touch your passenger front wheel i said why is that well you're, you're missing a lug nut oh okay. okay do you do you have lug nuts no well i do can i can i go get one and put it back on the wheel no hmm. we 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 are not allowed to touch that tire because something may be wrong with it you may be have broken wheel studs or something we just don't know we can't be liable okay so go ahead and and go ahead and rotate the two opposing corners, balance the other back one that you're not going to throw up front, and I'll just take care of it. So another hour and a half later, they they give me the jeep back. Um, we we had a you know, tire rotation party in the parking lot at the Holiday Inn, mm. um, <laughs> and uh, I did it myself. Um, you know, it's just amazing to me though that that the liability issues that exist in our Jeep and off-road industry. I'm sorry, but they, they do a, they'll, they'll torque your lug nuts for you. They will balance and rotate your tires. They will mount new tires, but they, if you go in there with a missing lug nut, they won't put one on. You can't touch your Jeep. It has to be released back to you before they'll well, do anything. With it. But it's Walmart, man. Why did you just say, what are you talking about? We talk about it. there was right. there was lug nuts on there. You you right. missed one. You did lost you one. did you lose one of my lug nuts? You lost one of my lug nuts. I mean, come oh on, it's Walmart. I mean, what are they going to do? It like, was the cra- it was the craziest ordeal. For- I, I, and first off, the last thing I ever thought of was like would be to have anybody at Walmart touch my vehicle. I know, and you know what? <laughs> I, I had six, six I was- guys, six guys working in their automotive department. Wow. So anyway, we um we got through that. It ate up like three quarters of a day going to go rotate the the tires on the gladiator. Um, we, so we, we, we spent three days at hump and bump again, those Vegas Valley four wheelers, a shout out to those guys, a shout out to Jonathan at American off-road customs. What a fun event. But one thing I will, and we will, we'll talk about this more later. That event is kind of interesting to me. It is probably the most extreme event that we attend. And I've never really realized that. Um, We did just over 60 CTIs. 60% of them, scores were over 1,000. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. It was very interesting. And it's a lot of custom stuff and it's a lot of hardcore stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny being this close to Vegas, there's just not a lot of, and the trails in Logandale, um, I get it. There's a lot of rock. It's a lot of extreme stuff. Those guys are all built to go do those trails and those trails specifically, there are a lot of trailered rigs. They don't drive them a lot on the highway. Um, but it, it kind of, I don't know. It, it we didn't go last year, um, because of COVID and whatnot, but, um, in the years prior, you know, it's always been kind of a, uh, a well varied event this year. It seems to have been way more extreme. Logandale's still beautiful. There's still lots of trails and stuff to see and do and places. And, and the people of that event, the people that run that event are just, man, they're so nice. They, they, they appreciate their vendors. It's a very small vendor show, but it's kind of cool because we have a line out there parking lot for two days straight. And, um, yeah, it's uh it's it's a good it's a good event. And um for people that have never been to Logandale Trails, you guys are missing out. There's a lot out there. Um it's not some huge, huge area where you could spend a week, you know, and hitting all these trails. You can hit all those trails in a in a in a number of days. Unless you want to go explore. Yeah, yeah. And there's that other side of it. You can yeah. spend weeks out there. It it mm. borders Valley of Fire National Park. So the Valley of Fire area uh, there's a whole nother side and aspect, but of course it's a national park. So got to go down go to the entrance of Valley of fire to come up into some of those areas. Um, but the Logandale trail system is just to the, just to the inside of it. It's kind of weird. The park boundary kind of goes around a lot of those trails. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah. Um, Sounds great. Hump and bump. Yeah. Hump, hump and bump again, a, a good, a good event. Uh, a lot of extreme stuff though. I mean, there's some stuff. In fact, uh, Jesse took a picture of me in Spike back in the day coming down a fairly significant hill. And it's, it's uh, for our listeners, um, I'll, I'll have to reshare that picture. But it actually is a, is a 20 by 30 framed image that hangs in my living room. It's um, wow. one of those shots. It's a that, bad ass shot. It's wow. one of those places I'll probably never go do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to do it either. It was sketchy. Well, yeah, it's interesting. That says a lot about the the people out there. And I think we've got a long history of Pump and Bump, too. Remember? Yes. I think yes. that was one of the, I think the first year that Aaron and Becker went to Hump and Bump uh, was also the year that they met uh, Robbie from Motec. Oh, he yeah. Was out, yeah. He was, had just done his LS conversion on his JK and was hanging out there going, hi, look at me. And, uh, you know, and Becker met him. And, and that, was, that was a long time ago. Well, and, and um, for, for the folks that are, that are in this area and in the Vegas area and follow uh, Jonathan and the guys at American Off-Road, uh, we did talk some dates. We'll probably do something after winter 4x4 in January. We're going to come back down to Vegas. We're going to be so close. We'll do something at his shop, near his shop. Nice. You know, one thing I never thought about is his shop is now Stadium Central. Oh, so the new stadium is literally just down the road from his shop. Oh, wow. So I guess on game days, um, parking so is busy. a little interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it won't be on a Sunday. It won't be on a Sunday. <laughs> no. 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 <clears throat> or, you know, or a Monday night or, a, or a sometimes night. Thursday. 
Yeah. Oh, and, and, and again, a shout out to those guys because Jonathan also hooked us up with one of his guys that uh, a friend of his and actually the truck and trailer is as and Jesse's JK are all at his house um, has a, a great um, off street behind a gated community in a fenced lot like the guy was like, you're more than welcome to leave the truck and trailer there if you'd like. And I was like, finding parking in Vegas for the truck and trailer has always been a huge <laughs> issue. Right. And stealing. People stealing stuff out of the trailer. Yeah. So That doesn't happen. Right. Huh. Funny thing was here, um, we were actually, I think we were leading up to skills day. Said, hey, guys, go take a look. Make sure we have everything we need for the trailer. The tongue box was empty. Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't anything in it. There wasn't a hand drill. There wasn't any tools. There wasn't a controller. This is like a few days before skills day. Like, oh, God, great. What happened? So started investigating, looking around. Well, Ethan, um, who had built the controller originally and built that trailer originally, one of our engineers, uh, decided to, just for the whim, walk the railroad tracks nearby. He found the controller and the cable and stuff sitting in a bush by the railroad tracks. Wow. Didn't find the toolkit, didn't find the tools or anything else, but uh, somebody had jacked open the tongue box and, uh, and took that stuff, realized he didn't want to carry the damn controller because it was so friggin' heavy with a large cable that, right. he, that he dumped that. But it was like, oh my, how freaking lucky was that to, to just yeah. find it laying there? Luckier yeah. than us. We should have we should have gone and walked the tracks somewhere. Yeah. 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 Man, yeah, it's yeah. That, that was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, so we uh, are we are at SEMA. You are at SEMA. Have you walked at all? Have you seen anything or um a little early? so yesterday, yesterday was badge pickup day for us. Uh we went and got our media passes and walked through the majority of the show. Didn't really go into a lot of the halls. It is super super spread out today wow um so and i I, I how does it feel different or does it feel it it doesn't feel different it seems and and so now off-road trucks and off-road is all in the new west hall i put an article up on modernjeeper.com this morning it gives you a floor layout and and kind of a an idea there's a few pictures of what it looks like from inside one of the education rooms in West Hall, that West Hall is you. I bet you could you could put miles four. I'm guessing you could fit four seven forty sevens in there. Wow, it's enormous. It's it's giant. It's it's so the pictures are very. Uh, they're kind of interesting because if you look at the picture, you go, "Wow, there's nobody there," but these aisles that they've created now. The aisles, you could literally drive a bus down the aisles. It's no more of the tight little walkways Mm. where you can go, you know, three across. You could fit 12 people across walking down these aisles. Um, Which is is interesting to me because in in the game of playing for events, right, obviously that's good. But the more aisle space is less cell space. Yes. So you wonder if was is the aisle a proactive thing or is it the result of saying, "Hmm, there's all the booths we have sold. We better figure out how to make it all fit and look good." I've heard some stories already of of them offering uh, and and telling folks, um, "Hey, we know you bought 
40 by 60. We're going to give you a 40 by 80. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think there is some of that at play. That hall is enormous. I do think maybe attendance is probably a little off from where it was two years ago. But we all know that there's still a lot of manufacturers that are struggling. They're they're dealing with COVID. They're dealing with these new requirements. They're dealing with all of the supply chain chain issues and all of that. Mm. So I would say that it's, it's, it's probably down a little, but there's still a lot there. A lot. So the West Hall, now the new West Hall, that's the one that's across the road now, right? Across the street. Okay. Yep. And you get there by, um, by, the by Sky Bridge. Bridge. Yeah. By the Sky Bridge, okay. Yeah, you actually go inside the, um, the, 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 the hall there, North hall. the North Hall, and um, can go across, walk through the Sky Bridge to get over to the West Hall. And that used to be kind of a, a big open track area. They used to do some some exhibition running around and whatnot. I think that still exists on the other side of West because mm. there's still vendors on the other side of West. But for the folks who that like us, you know, we we come to off road and wheels and tires. Wheels and tires is still still downstairs in the South Hall. Oh wow. Well, from there then to walk to off-road oh man it's a it's mile a it's a mile walk <laughs> wow interesting so yeah, separation up we, Which... we so we we went and got our badges we went and kind of perused a little bit through a lot of the outside stuff we made our way over to the west hall to just kind of take a look and see who we could see and of course everybody was still setting up um ran into our good friend greg henderson unofficial off-road um, Mr. Rick Payway and the Gone Jeep and Chris Collard, they're all gathered around looking at Greg's uh, Quadratech, <laughs> uh, the YJL build. Ah, right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we'll we'll make sure we we document that Jeep. It's it's become it's a pretty popular. Wait, wasn't that built cool. for 2020? And then it was because I, I, I remember I thought so, it was yeah. built for 2020 and just never got to see the light of day because of COVID. Well, I know that Greg's put a lot of time in it recently. Okay. Um, and of course that was, um, you know, to, to take, it, it's done so well. And we've had some questions. People are like, why would you put a YJ in a JL? It is done so well that you'd think it came off the factory floor like that. Wow. It's got a straight six in it. All of the wiring from the JL is gone. It's all, and it's done so nice um it's just an amazing and he's he's still involved in the battle of the builders he's still in the running i think they went from a couple of hundred they were down to 80 they and were he's up still to to wow and yeah. Like wow yeah, yeah. he's still in the running so he's still in the running um we'll go by and really yeah. I know they put one online from Rick Payway and then they walked with Greg yesterday and went through it. And that Jeep is immaculate. You can't tell it's ever been a JL to an extent. The, wow. the craftsmanship on this Jeep is spot on. It's badass. I, I did see you posted the picture uh, on the article of the ultimate Dana 60 um, rig. Which in that picture it has the wheels, right? Um, and then Aaron right. sent me a photo from out there with the full with double the track. tracks, yeah, like right. the double tracks. I mean that that that's a freaking amazing. But it does have metal clip front fenders, so we're going. Yes, Whoa. it does. Yes, it does. But, wow, what a what a beast of a build! 
with it's, those double tracks on it. It's interesting. It's That's interesting. Yeah. And it was funny <laughs> yesterday because when we saw it, it still had just wheels and tires on it. It didn't yeah. have the tracks on it yet. Um, but it was very, which doesn't, it doesn't yeah. quite work with the big massive brass uh, body work that they did on it, which kind of works. I, it, it's kind of a weird setup. It looks kind of like I, an afterthought. I, I, yeah. I looked closer and it just, yeah. It I think it's very unfinished to me. But. I'm surprised it's getting getting as, as much attention as it is. Um, I I I don't know. It didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, it was interesting. So it, it's kind of take like, some close up pictures for you, and you're going to go, huh? It, 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 I mean, from all intents and purposes, basically, it's it's a jail that they hacked a little bit and threw some parts on there, and and That's what it like, looks like it's like they it's like they had a dream that they were. Um, Kevin Hawk, but didn't quite finish that dream. Right. Yeah. Something like that. It's different. And again, you know, SEMA is all about the innovation and these guys creativity. And that's, that's kind of what we saw. And it was kind of fun to, to hang out and, and, you know, Rick and and Chris Collard and and Tracy were kind of walking around going, yeah, you can build it like that, but why would you? (laughs) Um, <laughs> just because you can doesn't mean you should absolutely the the dually gladiator or the, the tandem axle yeah. uh, gladiator there's some six door stuff out there running around we really i was kind of surprised it's not um we expected it to be the you know the bronco revolution mm-hmm. and it's really not Has um been, no. we didn't get that impression i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of gladiators because, you know, gladiator kind of missed its last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it may be the year of the rack. And I took Golly. just walking through the gladiator racks, the F-150 racks, the Toyota racks, the overlanding type setups, the vehicles that are outside. There's a lot, a lot. The racks. We, yeah, we focused a lot on watching the racks because yep. they are all unique and different. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the interesting part about even being in that business, right? Because yep. it's one thing having a tube rack like we do with ARS that is second to none, but there's only so much you can do with a bed rack. And yeah. I think our bed rack is phenomenal. I think it has I some great too. options, yep. and I think it's strong and strong. And uh, you know, and I think it's priced right. But there's a lot of competition from your cheapest possible sheet metal to. Oh. Yeah. Full yeah. billet aluminum corners and end pieces that the is just crazy. The accessories alone. There's some. There's some interesting accessories. I have to say. There are. I and have quite a few pictures. Of we'll we'll probably things. have a a rack article. I think yes. because there's some really bad stuff out there too that you just yeah. again you kind of go, well they had the option to build this rack and that's what they chose to do. <laughs> well you know that's that's the interesting part about it is now it's getting in front of everybody and just showing them how great our stuff actually is so yeah which i think yeah. next week you guys are going to be um uh out in on death valley so mm-hmm. um, yeah we have we have two back-to-back events um we'll actually leave here saturday morning and head up to bd nevada um, both of our trips will start in bd we have about seven rigs in each trip, which is a perfect number. I'm hoping the weather holds out. It's 80 degrees here these this next few days here. So it should be should be phenomenal. It's been warm. Yeah. Wow. It's been great. Well, that's good. So you guys get out there, which means um, I will be having, uh, I'll actually have um, Mike Upchurch with ARS um, 
uh, in on the podcast that week. So we can actually talk about overlanding and uh, adventure rack systems and the whole world. Why you guys will be actually overlanding. Um, That's right. In fact, with one of our buddies, Curtis, um, who has been with us. In fact, he's supposed to be coming through here on Thursday, I understand. Yeah, I think so he was going to head yeah, so if I can coordinate properly, maybe I can have him actually taking stuff with him. I got to work at his schedule because I discovered he's coming through here. And so he can take stuff with him instead of us he's trying to. He's got goodies for me. Uh, instead of trying to overnight stuff from here to Vegas. Mm. because I was actually thinking about maybe doing the baby thing. So we, yeah, we'll have to talk more about that. Yeah. Uh, if, if that doesn't work out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. So, and tonight, um, tonight, we actually are attending the Jesse Combs Foundation fundraiser at uh, the local oh, Las Vegas wow. Harley Davidson um, here on the strip. Uh, wow. I believe that's from seven to nine. Six to nine. Six to nine. Six six to nine. To nine. And it's, it's open to the public. You can buy tickets online. Um, and, uh, it's, it's all to support the Jesse Combs foundation. So we're headed over there to, to say hi to everybody and, and support, um, their scholarship program and all that. How is that program doing? I mean, I, I haven't really heard much about the foundation. Um, doing but great. are they doing really good work? They're, they're putting some really awesome girls in the industry that are doing industrial like welding and all the mechanic, trades, all yeah. the trades. Um, they, I was going to enter in, but I had too much going on to enter in before the deadline. You have to send a, a video submission um, to get selected. I, I don't know how many they do, but they pay for their school, basically. Oh, wow. So That's they've awesome. done that really well the last few years that it's been out. So That's it's awesome. It's a really good cause. That's awesome. So for our listeners, this is, we're recording this on Tuesday. So um, it's Tuesday evening um, and we're going to that. That's, that's great. And you guys can still support the Jesse Combs foundation. Yes, um, absolutely. Just go online, do a search for them. There's, I'm sure they have a way of donating yes. or supporting or reaching out to them. Or even if you are somebody, maybe your daughter is interested or maybe you um, yourself are interested in something, um, reach out to them. I'm sure there's, there's programs and information that you can learn from them. Um, all in the name of Jesse Combs. I think something popped up. It must have been you, Corey, posted something from before about Jesse um, recently because it was just a little video of her talking about something. And I just all of a sudden, it was a little memory popped up. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those you just go, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you sometimes it, it, it's, and I don't want to use this word forget um, lightly, but you can forget just how, um, how bright she was. Yes, absolutely. And what a, what an impact she made to the the not not just the women's network, but the entire automotive industry's personality was part right. of her. So that, and then absolutely. tomorrow I will probably most likely do the um all women's networking, the the SEMA business women's network. Oh wow, okay. They have a get up girl going to go network. So I'll go do that tomorrow afternoon. So I'll be there with Charlene and all those girls as well. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. More of that program. Um, you know, it's, you were talking about this earlier and I, and I had a joke about it because there's so much work to do what to do. Seema right. Mm -hmm. is a lot of work. Things yes. like you were you you were, you were kind of forgot how much I'm like I, I'm I've been to SEMA once, guys. All full disclosure, I went once. That year year was a lot of work because I was taking tons of photos and every night going back to the hotel room mm -hmm. before dinner, 
loading all the photos up, watermarking them all, loading them onto Facebook so that people could see virtually the, the show, right? Um, and then getting back out and doing it again. And it was a blast. I loved it. And I think it was a good year because it wasn't a super crowded year. It wasn't an elbow room year. But that, that was good. That was good for mm-hmm. me. One year doing that was good, right? And I still remember how much work it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you just the, just the idea of like, oh, let's go back. And like, uh, wow. Like Aaron's there right now. Aaron's taking photos, sending me photos. Um, he's walking it. But of course, he's a friggin' machine. Um, and then uh, John will be there Thursday and Friday. Um, he's going to be out there, uh, checking things out and just, well, Aaron's it. lucky he can walk through and not get recognized. That's, that's yeah, our, that's, 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 that's they're, they're, right. Disguise on so you can work. Yeah. You need uh, sunglasses and a hat, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we got masks on too. So yeah, the mask. Oh, that's right. All of it. Oh, is you have to mask up inside the halls? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. In fact, everywhere, um, everywhere yeah. inside in Vegas is mandated. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's not bad. It, it's okay. Are you wearing a uh, you're wearing a special mask, or are you wearing like just uh, just a? What yes, we need yes. to do is we need to get like Corey. We need to get you a mask that actually is just three D. It has to be printed just to look just like your beard, just right? your face. I mean, yeah, exactly. Screen on it or something. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> They have one, you know, they had little digital ones that the mouth yes, when you I talk. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Make it fun. I, I was almost going to get one of those full face masks for Halloween, yes. the digital ones. You get all the different I love things. those. That would be cool. That would be cool. But then I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. 80 bucks. Yes, it would, it was, are. it would, it would have fallen under t- TikTok made me buy it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, well, you know, this was, it was cool that we, we so we actually skipped a week in our giveaway. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, we, we, for our listeners out there that have paid attention and have followed us all this time, we doubled our listeners in the last week. So <laughs> I guess we have to do more giveaways or something. I don't know. Yeah. You guys like free stuff, don't you? <laughs> or tell us what we need to do. So y'all will listen more. Right. Uh, right. Give us some opinions. Come on. Well, you know, there were quite a few opinions in some of the emails we got back. Um, <laughs> some of them were like, I've never heard your show before because, you know, we promoted the we promoted it to a wide variety of people, not just our listeners and let people know about the giveaway. And, and it went from, like I said, one, from one extreme of, uh, wow, I love your show. Never, never heard of it before to um, uh, never heard of it before. Never want to hear gonna it. Heard of it. You're going to hear it again. I think I, I think one guy lasted 15 minutes. And, uh, and, you know, Hey, that to me is more likely because we've always joked about the fact that we can't believe some of you want to listen to us ramble on for, uh, for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes longer. Um, but it is still a, um, still a blessing that you guys like, you know, like listening to us in our, in our format and our way. Right. So one thing you learn is like, Hey, we're just doing it our way. Sometimes we're going to interview her. Sometimes we're not. We got some great interviews lined up in fact one yes. that we had to cancel last week uh because of the um because of what was going on and because i had the row row because um, we had sean holman all lined up and i'm sure uh, i'm sure i know he's i know he's got a crazy schedule here i'm not sure i'll run into him but if i do i'm going to give him a hard time yeah he, he was actually trying to you know again and it's it's because of the way our format works it's very difficult for us to i mean sean's running down and he has his whole 
team able to record a podcast kind of on the fly, whereas with us being in multiple locations and that kind of stuff um, is is a lot more difficult. So, yeah, uh, with him and him and his partner and they'll go out and do it at at events, off road expos and stuff like that. And they'll do it. And then, you know, editing goes into handles it. Right. Right. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking we're talking like he's a celebrity. Sean Holman. Ooh. But Sean, yeah, Sean was more than gracious to be on the show. We couldn't do it last week, so we have him coming up. Uh, we'll reschedule that. But um, all right, so guys, let's just get a reminder about this giveaway. So what was this giveaway all about? Well, uh, this was our second time doing it. Our first second time was time. last year. Um, and it's all followed the same idea that for a period of five episodes, we would give out a keyword during that those five episodes you track those keywords and at the end of that five week period you have to submit what those keywords are using a form and a link that we provided um and then we would take those entries and based on those entries we would randomly select one of them of the correct entries to win a prize the prize package being over five thousand dollars of jeep parts now um, we did have one thing go on and it was the way that I sent out the second email, not the first email, which was the first email was to our whole modern Jeeper group. The second email, I went out to our metal cloak customers and said, Hey guys, check this out. And, or to metal cloak fans, that second email had a problem in its link, um, that was re- associated with just how I copied over the link. Not a big deal. Um, we did do an extension for multiple reasons. One, because we couldn't record the episode last week because of my Roro and two, because of my fat finger problem with it. And three, there was also another place where I think I had fat fingered the wrong date or something. Yeah. I think I copied uh, some dates. They were from the, um, when we did the giveaway last year and and we copied the dates over, it got changed or something. Yeah. So it was all not a big deal, except for the fact that we went ahead and extended it. And many of you took advantage of that. Right. And so, the, uh, the number of entries was pretty darn good. And I also said in the process that you will get double entries if you answer the ones from the previous year. We had quite a few people do that. So in total, there are 263 valid entries right now, 263 valid entries. And that includes those that are getting double entry. By valid, meaning that I went through and said, yep, you answered the questions right. Um, there were, we will say that there were some cases where maybe you didn't spell something right. We're not going to hold that against you. Um, this time, this, this time. time, this time. Um, but like, it's not Imogene. It was Imogene, right? There's, you can, it's pretty easy enough to f- do a little lookup to verify if you don't know right how to spell it. But uh, you guys all spelt Rhyolite right for some reason. Which is really, really difficult hard. for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, WFO concepts, you know, but if you just answered like WFO, like that wasn't the keyword, right? So in some cases we had to be a little harsh. Most cases we gave you the benefit of the doubt. Um, anyway, so that is the 263. Now here's the deal this week. We're going to select the winner in two weeks. two weeks. In two weeks, because next week I'll, I'll do an interview. We'll do a thing here because you guys will be out in Death Valley. But in two weeks, we will have the winner with us on this podcast. At that time, we will disclose the full package of things that that winner is getting. 
um, for his, which means um, I have time to change it up any way I want. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we, we already we already know pretty much what it is. It's just that it also is specific because this winner, yeah. it depends on what he has. If he has right. a, if he has a TJ, he's not going to get a JK package. Right. Right. So we, we are, the great thing about being able to do this is we can go out to our partners and other stuff and we can bring together and do a package specific to, to what his, his rigs, needs are, what, what his wants. needs are, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So it'd be lots of fun. All right. So to, to, to do this and I've got right here, you guys can see, uh, this is our trusty randomizer. It's the same one we've used. You can see on my, my camera here. There you go. Same one we do when we do live. Um, I have it set for the number of entries. I'm hitting the button now. Oh, there you go. 240. Number 240. 240. 240. Boom, boom, boom. Is Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson. Number 240. Colin Johnson. Uh, everything checks out. Everything is right. He did both entries. So he got a double entry. At Colin Johnson. Nice. And congratulations, Colin. Um, hopefully you're listening to this and you'll be listening to it and learning and reaching out to us. And uh, <laughs> how you do it, you email Matt's at medical.com and CC Corey at medical.com. That way, if one of us are missing, we don't, you know, somehow you get to it. And if you want, you can see Jesse just because she'd like to say congratulations. So Absolutely. Make sure to reach out to us, Colin, and congratulations to the winner. We will get you onto the show in a couple of weeks and we'll talk more about what you win. All right. So you guys are going, Colin. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, I, I kind of feel like I'm in my head that I that I'm being very excited, but I'm not sure that it's like vocalizing very excited because no, it, my it head and my awesome. mouth are not are like on a disconnect. I, I, you know, should we get? I should have gotten like little pop. A little, right? right? Maybe this is we can do that whole little break right now when we edit it. We can add in the whole audience clapping and. I, you know what? I'll request that of our of our post edit that there's a there's a clap audience. We're gonna throw that in the background. Right. right. And uh, just have it just be. But um, and I'll, I'll make him do a post edit. Just say Colin Johnson. There you go. Congratulations to Colin Johnson, winner of this year's five thousand dollar giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Hey, so now that is cool. You guys are going from your, you we got an entire week of 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 SEMA now. So you will be following. So if you guys are interested, make sure to follow us at uh, modernjuba.com for yep. articles. We'll do some lives. Um, We're going to do some so, lives over the next couple of days. And you okay, bet. Modern Jeeper Facebook page. Yep. Okay. I assume you're going to be putting up some Modern Jeeper Instagram. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. So guys, follow Modern Jeeper. Make sure you're out there. Make sure you're paying attention to Corey and Jesse. Um, to see all the stuff because they're going to share as much as they can of all the Absolutely. craziness that is at SEMA this year. Um, and uh, make sure you get yourself involved in that and follow it and see it and do it. So after you're done with that, though, when you're totally rested and ready to go, you're turning around and going to Death, Death Valley. Valley. Wow. Modern Jeep Adventures Death Valley. <laughs> this is our first, first follow event. I, I'm so bummed that the combination of things occurred, which always seems to freaking happen. Yeah. I'm not sure how to get over this, but um, that I can't karma. go. What, what, what have you done? Huh? 
it's karma. It's karma. <laughs> maybe maybe you need the karma gods to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like, I just, I get, I got to do, well, what was the last thing I did? I did Tillamook, Tillamook and then yeah. I messed up my foot Pretty at Tillamook, yeah. right? You messed so, yourself up. So my wife is the one who's against it all. Like, forget right. it. She's I, like, nope. I can go on a two-week backpacking trip, and she would love every minute of it because she knew that when I came back from that was when I, well, I fell in love with her is when I came back from being gone for two weeks on a backpacking trip. I can go do that all day. Every time I go wheeling, it's like, yeah, you're screwed. Sorry. Yeah, I got in the wrong business. I should be selling backpacks. Wrap. I should be like, bubble you know, we'll just wrap you in bubble wrap and you can come with us. And you don't get to just, drive. There you go. Just throw me in the back and <laughs> you just put, put a mask on me. Give me a cane. I'm okay. Right. <laughs> Well, and, and and for for our listeners and followers, we come out of these adventures, especially somewhere like Death Valley, where we've we've got the the tall ARS rack on the Gladiator, and uh, you know the the Gladiators it looks good, it's it's wrapped. We're going to show you some useful functionality of that rack while we're out there. It's all good. Yeah, I'm t- telling you, my my Gladiator looks fantastic. Yes, I can't wait till we get the, I get the full, but over cab rack, by the way. That's you ain't gonna see that out at SEMA, and no. this is this is this is coming, and it is coming soon. It's the only over the cab rack for a Gladiator. It's phenomenal. We got one on a, on a Gladiator. My Gladiator is getting it. I've also got a fully accessorized rear bed rack system. I mean, I've got Max tracks. I got a shovel. I've got an axe. I've got roto packs. I've got everything except the tent back there, um, I, just because. I get to be sexy model guy, right? You know, oh, so, yeah. Well, my Jeep gets to be sexy model guy. I, I, I don't get to, yeah, I age 10 years. I don't get to be sexy model guy anymore. Um, <laughs> but you're, uh, but yeah, so you're gonna have a lot of fun in Death Valley. I'm, I'm so bummed and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what Death Valley is like. So make sure you share lots of photos because Death Valley in the fall, I hear so different. So yeah, different. I mean, it'll be our first time. This is our first fall trip, so it'll be interesting to see the differences between this one and our early winter trip. Yes, yes, and you're really getting that kind of like the old man of the desert vibe going. You got the beard, <laughs> getting the That's voice right. gravelly. You got to get the gravelly voice when you're out there. Like, yeah, you know, over here, over here, this is Sarah Gorder. Oh, and you know, we, we all went up there and 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 ought twelve and uh, had a ought twelve doesn't work. Ought eight. <laughs> We are there in eight, and uh, oh, and checked goodness. out. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so now I'm getting giddy, <laughs> which is probably a good sign. Man, all right. Well, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss you guys being out there. Um, we're gonna have some good friends come by, and um, and you've got a great crew and group, good people showing up. So, it should be yes, a lot of fun. For sure. For sure. Ah, all right. Anything else you want to share before we? head off and wrap up this another amazing episode i think we're good my friend yeah congratulations colin johnson and um yeah looking forward to chatting with you uh on our next uh in our our podcast in a couple weeks absolutely make sure to reach out to us colin otherwise for all of you guys can reach me at matt's at metalclook.com corey at metalclook.com jesse metalclook.com you can find us at modernjeeperadventures.com which we will this month put up the schedule for next year so you guys can see it um, and you can also, uh, you know, to go to modernjeeper.com to make sure you're following stuff. And of course you already heard how you're going to follow up with stuff with SEMA. 
With that being said, my friends, we will see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.